Amen. Good morning, everyone. Um, before I uh, do any preaching or speaking, I want to say a big thank you for, uh, to Pastor Gona for bringing me here today. Um, we've actually been on this for how many years now? Uh, yeah, maybe over a year or two. Um, and, well, it took this long to happen, but I'm very grateful. <laughs> then I also bring you greetings for, uh, from my family uh, in the UK. And um, just be assured I'm a part of you. I grew up in Lagos. <laughs> um, I attended, I think, Santa Maria Primary School at um, Mushi. So I know Lagos well. <laughs> and um, I did secondary school at Government College Eric Moore, Surulere. So I used to walk all the way from Fallon Road to Eric Moore, if you know Surulere well, uh, for five years. Hallelujah. So we'll give God all the glory and uh, we'll give him all the praise. And also, I spent some time with your pastor uh, in the car, and we were talking, and um, I just want to say to you that um, if you're a member of this church, and you're here today, I just want to say to you that you are in the right church. Hallelujah. Uh, you, are, you are following a leader who knows where he's going. And you are following a leader who has vision. Because I was listening to him as we were talking in the car. And all you could see that everything that he was saying about what he was currently doing was not about today, but was about tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you are following a leader who has a plan for tomorrow and whose steps today are directed towards tomorrow. Hallelujah. So, you are not following a blind leader, but you are following a leader who sees the way forward. And um, I just want you to support him, pray for him, and I know definitely that uh, he's heading somewhere. He's going somewhere. Hallelujah. And um, I also want to thank God for all of you as well for turning up and uh, give God all the praise, give God all the glory. And uh, like I said yesterday, we had, uh, we had a program yesterday at um, RCCG uh, in Aja. And the first thing I said to them, because uh, I do a lot of work online and I have a lot of friends who had known me online, so they quite a number of them turned up for the event um, yesterday and the first thing I told them is that you have not come to see me if that's what you think you came to do but uh, I had to introduce them to the person they really came to see and the name of that person is Jesus <laughs> hallelujah so you are actually here to meet with Jesus you are not here to meet with uh, one Shaladio that came from somewhere. 
Hallelujah. You are here to meet uh, with Jesus. And that is the person whom this gathering is all about. Hallelujah. So we give God all the praise and um, we give him all the glory. Um, your pastor has requested that I come over here today to speak on a subject called uh, spiritual intelligence. Now, I made that, if you ask me, where did I get the terminology spiritual intelligence from? Um, I, I've never heard anybody say that, that, oh, spiritual intelligence. I've never heard anybody say that, but... I just, it, it was um, something that I decided to coin out of my experience in life, out of my experience in life. And what I've been doing on social media has kind of exposed me to quite a lot because um, I grew up, I mean, I had a peculiar Christian background because I got born again when I was on campus. He was speaking about uh, Pastor Carlton Williams. That was actually my first pastor. Pastor County Williams was my first, very first pastor. And um, I sat on him for two years. And then I also spent uh, quite a lot of time in Winners, I think about 14 years or so. Uh, served under Bishop Oedeko. And all through that period, uh, I had experiences and there are things I learned. And a lot of times I made assumptions that people I met on the way knew those things. Like, I didn't know, I wasn't really a part of other churches, so I didn't know the content of what they taught in other churches. I only know the churches that I attended and the ministries that I sat under. So I always had that assumption. Of course, I was open to what other people are teaching. I mean, there's hardly any major minister in this country whose tape I've not listened to. Right, but I, I just assumed that whatever I knew, other people knew that it was just basic. So it was during the course of my work online with people that when I mentioned something and they just say, "What do you mean by that?" I said, "Ah, didn't they teach you in your church?" I said, "No, we've never heard that before." I said, "What? Well, you sure?" <laughs> and I felt these were basic. Uh, things about Christianity that any church, you know, would have, you know, like taught you so that when you go out there on the street, you are armed with the right spiritual weapons to make the right spiritual decisions um, for yourself. So how did I come about um, spiritual intelligence um, as something that was worth discussing? Um, it also... I also noticed, you know, what was going on um, in my part of the world, which was that uh, there's, you know, we have acts of terrorism, you know, going on these days now. I mean, within the space of two weeks, um, something happened at uh, Nice in France, and then some guy in Germany went around stabbing people on the train, and he got shot. They killed him off. And then only just yesterday or day before yesterday in Munich, again, some guy went to McDonald's and shot nine people plus, nine plus people, I think nine people died or so, and then other people injured. So you see, 
with these incidences, it's putting pressure on the governments of these countries. And the pressure it's putting on them is that the, the, the people voting them in have expectations of them. And over there in the West, we have very high expectations of our systems. Very high expectations. Now, if that had happened elsewhere, you just can't blame the government because the, the government was not there when these things were being planned. So how do you blame the governor of your state for this kind of incidents? But over there in Europe, we have a lot of systems put in place and people are expecting that these systems must be able to detect this kind of people before they strike, even before they strike. So the government is investing a lot into stopping these people before they strike. Because the moment they strike, it is difficult to stop them from wreaking havoc. Do you understand? Because you, you don't have everyone on every single train carrying a gun to shoot a terrorist. But a guy who makes it on the train to start something is going to take at least 10 minutes to get the police on the scene. And there's a lot you can do in only 5 minutes. And that was what happened in all these incidences. They had made it through the planning stage. They had begun execution. And they had done enough damage before the police could arrive on the scene. Even if it takes 60 seconds to get the police in, in 60 seconds, a lot of damage can be done. So the challenge now for our government is that we want to stop these people in the planning stage before they get to the execution stage. And you see, to do that, it means that I need a system that is able to spy you. I need a system that is able to look into your bedroom to see what you are discussing, to hear your conversations with other people, to know that you are planning such a thing before you even bring it to the street for execution. So the system that we have in place that is constantly doing that is what you call intelligence. Which means that the process of intelligence is that you want to gather information. You want to gather information beforehand about something that is about to happen so that you will know what step to take to prevent that thing from happening but and the reason is that if we let that thing happen or even start at all the damage is going to be horrific So you can imagine that natural governments are doing a lot to stop these events. It's like they're investing a lot.
to see into the conversations of people within their domain so that they can be able to tell that it appears that these people here are about to start something and quickly nip it in the board before they can get to the streets. So I now saw that, ah, wait, oh. the government that is operating by sight, because they are not spiritual governments, they don't believe in spiritual things. They operate by sight, by hearing, by smelling, and by feeling, and by touching. That's your physical senses, right? You cannot arrive at the UK border now and tell a man about somebody called Angel Gabriel. You understand. They will ask you, okay, you say there is Angel Gabriel. What is his address? Where is he from? Who is his father? Who is his mother? Can we see his passport? If you cannot produce all that information, the white man has no business with you. You understand? Your angel Gabriel is nothing more than something they wrote in the history book for him. Because you cannot prove angel Gabriel to him. You understand? So that's how they move over there. Anything you cannot see, hear, taste, feel, or touch has no relevance to them. So that's how they move. So their operations are limited to the realm of the natural. But even in the realm of the natural, what they are trying to do is to preempt you that if we can find a way of knowing what you are discussing and knowing that you want to start trouble tomorrow then we can quickly move in to nip it in the board and arrest you and restrain you from doing that then the next thought i want to bring to you also how many of you have been on a flight before let me see your hands you've been on an air flight before when you arrive at the airport and go past passport control and checking your goods what else do you do before they allow you to get on that flight do you remember you've gone through passport control you've checked in your goods and then you said goodbye to your relatives and you walk in do you go straight to the plane? Eh? What do you do? Anybody can volunteer to tell me? Oh, yeah, come. Praise the Lord. Yeah. The officers did check you to see if there's any liquid or explosives. Okay. And why are they doing that? To prevent others so that you know Praise the Lord. Now, you see, if there are 300 people going on the flight, how many people will pass through that security that he just told us now? Does it mean that all 300 of us are terrorists? 
But you see, what they are doing is that we don't know who is going to be the terrorist. So we are making an assumption that potentially each of 300 of you can be a terrorist. So we will search every single one of you and scan every single one of you to be sure that all 300 of you going on the flight are clean because we cannot accommodate the risk of one only one out of 300 carrying something that can bring that plane down do you understand we cannot tolerate that risk of one because there's no parking space in the air you understand now i've been through some security checks before where they have what they call enhanced security checks see what you go through is security checks but you see for every flight to america the fbi actually sends a list of names of the people on that flight to the country where you are taking off from and they say put them through enhanced security checks so the last time we were going to the u.s my name was on the enhanced security checks but my wife's name was not there and my daughter's name was not there and three of us were traveling so when we got to the place just as about we're about to board they looked at the list and they said oh your name has been sent to us for enhanced security check. So they looked at my passport. I said, okay, you're coming from UK? I said, yes. So the first question they asked me is that, do you have a knife? And of course, I knew where that came from because the knife in the UK is the preferred weapon of warfare. In US, it's gone. It's UK. In UK, it's knife. <laughs> so they asked me, do you have a knife? So I knew where that question came from. I said, I don't have a knife. So they said, do you have any medical condition at all? I said, no. I said, because we are going to intrude. We are going to search you properly before the flight. So I said, I have only one request. That whatever you want to search, my wife and my daughter must witness it. That, is that okay by you? So the man said, eh? Is this your wife? I said, yes. And this is my daughter? I said, yes. I said, okay, don't worry. I'm not searching again. You see, at that point, I calculated in my head that we're going to fly across the Atlantic Ocean for eight hours. Do you understand? It's like you take off from Paris. You have maximum one hour to fly over land. After one hour, you are going over the Atlantic for eight hours before you meet the next land so at that point i just thought wait a minute oh. are you sure you really don't want to search me because if there's another person coming behind me that actually carries something and they also ask him to go like me i said they won't even know where to find you <laughs> you understand so at that point i was beginning to think that i hope this is not how they just tell other people 
that just be going because I calculated I said eight hours on the Atlantic is a long time <laughs> the Atlantic is a very deep ocean <laughs> This plane had better be clean. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, if they search you anyhow, just bear with them. You understand? Just bear with them. You know you are not carrying anything. So, let them search anything they want to search. Why? Because we want to be sure that by the time 300 or 400 people get on that aircraft, that aircraft is free <laughs> of anybody that can cause problems. Hallelujah. And you see, that's how they roll in the world. You cannot say, ah, I'm not a terrorist now. Why are you searching me? No. We have to search everybody. Now, if a natural government will do that, how come Christians are working if a natural government will gather intelligence, at some point they said, oh, they may be using liquid to bomb. So they now restrict the amount of liquid you carry. And you must put it in a separate bag. Right? At some point they thought that, ah, okay, one guy pulled a firecracker out of his uh, shoes to bring the plane down. Okay, so yeah, remove your shoes now. Walk like a celestial person across this canal you understand so if a natural government is actively gathering intelligence about what is happening around them so that they can stop disaster how come Christians who claim to have the Holy Ghost who knows all things are walking around and being affected by certain things hallelujah that's where i got it from this is going to help you in business and it's going to help you in relationships praise the lord they call it intelligence when jesus was born a whole king of kings and lord of lords jesus the alpha and the omega Guess what? The angel appeared to Joseph and said, Pack baby Jesus and your family and run out of this town because Herod wants to kill Jesus. The Bible says that before the dawn of the day, Joseph had packed Jesus and Mary and they moved sharp, sharp. Did Joseph wait to say, let us pray for Herod so that he can get born again? He moved. Did Joseph say that, uh-uh, how can Herod kill a whole lord of lords, king of kings? It is not possible. Did he say that? What did he do? He packed Jesus, the king of kings and lord of lords, packed him and ran away to Egypt. Hallelujah. God has not called you to face every battle. 
that battle was not necessary do you understand there are some battles you will fight there are some other battles you are supposed to avoid david never lost one single war go and read your bible that he went to battle and he never came back injured he never came back as a loser of the war you know why he always asked lord should we go or should we not go if the lord said go guaranteed victory you understand so that was the secret behind him not losing a battle why because he was hooked up to intelligence the person telling him to go could see all things and knew when he should go and when he should not go so the secret to winning every battle in life is being hooked up to intelligence and that's the holy ghost jesus said that when the spirit of truth is come what will he do he will guide you into all truth he will show you things that are to come he will show you things that are to come praise the lord so that's what we mean by spiritual intelligence i added the word spiritual to it because the source of our intelligence is spiritual and that's the holy ghost so it's not a doctrine it's the bible it's not a new doctrine i'm only telling i'm only just you know packaging what is on the bible for you 